I feel like the target segment is like it's very it feels like very like I think you put it really well of it's like Timbuktu but for shoes where it's kind yeah. of like a a flashy brand where if you see someone with I don't know it's so common to like walk into a tech office and like everyone is in I don't know, like Lululemon pants and like Alberts. Yeah. Alberts. Like it's just like just what you do as a as a worker. Welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Jeff, how many pairs of shoes do you own at any given point in time? Okay, so right now, I think I own like, mainly I use two pairs. So I have a pair of tennis shoes for most things, and then it's summer, so a pair of sandals, and I guess like a third pair of, you know, just like leather shoes for any formal event. But technically, I own way more than that because I don't throw away my old shoes, which I think I need to do. Like, I always don't know what to do with them. Like, do I donate them, but they're like really worn in or how do I recycle them? Like, we have shoe rack on shoe rack on shoe rack that I need to just like get rid of. So I don't know. I don't actually know the number of this, but the pair of act, the number of active shoes that I'm wearing, I'd say three pairs. What about you? Interesting. I feel like I'm closer to like seven or eight. Like I've got indoor slippers for the basement which sounds weird, but it's like, so I don't get my feet dirty in the basement. basement slippers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's one. I have outdoor slippers. I have outdoor sneakers, which are all birds, which we'll get to. And then I have fancy sneakers, dress boots, winter shoes or like winter boots. And then uh, what's the seventh? And then I guess softball cleats or baseball cleats. Cause I've been using that a lot. Mm. Um, so I think I have like seven and then hiking shoes, I guess, cause I went hiking yesterday. So I have like seven or eight that are like oh yeah fairly I have trail frequent. shoes I guess and then like slides that I wear like outside so maybe I'll bump that up to like five but yeah the I don't have any like winter shoes or anything like that that's a that's an added cost <laughs> for living in the in the northeast in the cold yeah. frigid Arctic hey it's not that bad this is not a NFL Network cold frozen tundra of Rochester New York <laughs> it's uh, today's show we're talking about Allbirds which is a sustainable shoe and clothing company. Yeah, so I'm super excited about this one because as some of our listeners might know, I'm super passionate about sustainability. So this is really cool for me to talk about a company that is founded and totally operates sustainably, which I love. So as Jeff mentioned, Allbirds is a B Corp corporation company that sells sustainable shoes and clothing. So let's start with their uh, their OG product, Jeff, the, uh, the Wool Runner. First off, do you have a pair of these? I do have a pair. Um, Perfect. And, but I have, I've had issues with those pairs of wool runners and we can talk about that in a second as well. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I love this shoe. These are actually my outdoor shoes right now, just cause I've, I probably get a, like one pair every single year for the past like four or five years. And that's just like the natural like rotation of, of shoes. But mm-hmm. I really love this shoe. Super comfy. I think it looks really good. It, it blends well with a lot of things. Um, you can wear it without socks, but I still like am weirded out by that. And like, so I always wear socks with them. Um, yeah, same, but let's walk through the product a little bit and just get into the nitty gritty detail. So first off, this wool runner is carbon neutral, at least the 2021 version is. And so that means that there's no incremental carbon emissions that's created by producing and using the shoe. So the full life cycle of the shoe is carbon neutral. 
which I think is pretty neat. You know, I feel like not many things you can say that you buy are carbon neutral. I mean, there's always a carbon cost of like, you know, the transportation to ship it to you mm-hmm. and the energy used to make it and then you using it and then throwing it out. Like, what does that all mean? And what I love about Allbirds is they're super transparent. So they actually created a transparency carbon scorecard. So you can actually see how much carbon is in each part, each part of the, you know, process um, in sustainability terms or more technical terms. It's called a life cycle assessment. Um, and they publish that LCA. Um, so how does cool. Allbirds actually get there? Yeah, it, it's totally cool. I kind of see it. It's like nutritional facts, but environmental facts. Mm-hmm. And I feel like more companies need to start doing this and just exposing that transparency of like, hey, like this is the actual cost to develop your shoe. Just like it's like, hey, what, this is the actual like nutrition in your food. But how Allbirds gets to carbon neutral, because not every single part of the products as well as the sh- like the manufacturing is you know, carbon neutral. So they actually have to offset some of this. So Allbirds publishes that the carbon footprint of this shoe is 9.9 kilograms of CO2. And so just a quick tangent, because this, people talk about carbon all the time, but like (laughs) it doesn't pass the quote unquote mom test for me. And this is what I use at work, Mm -hmm. which is probably terrible, like litmus test, but it's my, you know, heuristic for if someone can understand something is how do I explain what a metric ton of carbon is to someone and the MIT Technology Review actually has a really good primer on this. And one metric ton of carbon was the term that you'll hear a lot of like, how, you know, how much does that weigh? So if you take the volume of gas of one metric ton of carbon, it's like taking um, a 27 foot cube. And so if you could visualize that, that's like pic- picture your average telephone pole and a cube that big. That's one metric ton of, oh, wow. of yeah. carbon in t- mm. just in terms of the volume volume and, right mm. yeah and like the average american is about 16 to 18 metric tons of carbon every year so 16 of those giant volumes of carbon is what one american will generate so i'm a very visual person and i'd love to like show you in cad and like build this huge model of like what the volume <laughs> yeah. looks like but that's just to give you like an idea of like what all this means and how this goes into but to, how Allbirds gets this 9.9 kilograms of CO2 equivalent to zero, Allbirds as a corporation is involved with a handful of sustainable practices. So in addition mm-hmm. to the, like the manufacturing material, sorry, the materials that they select, they select wool, they select rubber, they select natural materials that you can find in nature um, to put into their products. They also fund carbon offset projects as well. So some of these projects include using renewable energy to power 100% of their North American operations with renewable energy. So they're not having any sort of carbon uh, touching the electricity that is producing their North American manufacturing. They also have developed wind energy with uh, different power companies throughout the U.S. And they also support clean cook stoves in rural China, which seems, you know, super outside of their business model of, of shoes. But mm-hmm. it's one of the most carbon intensive um it's one of the low-hanging fruits on how to start starting on how to start to mitigate carbon because you basically have like very dirty um, energy that's being used to develop or uh, used in like the developing world. So if you can mm-hmm. replace that, it's it's kind of a low it's it's an easy win yeah. um, to to switch that over. Um, the last one that I thought was pretty cool, which leads into like their material choices of you know the it's the name of the shoe, the men's wool runners. They work with their farmers. So in 2020, they were working with Argentinian farmers. Argentine farmers? Question mark? I think it's Argentinian. Argentinian farmers. We'll have my Argentinian or Argentine friends let me know <laughs> which one it is. Um, but they're working with these farmers in Argentina. See, I got around it this time. Uh, to develop sheep land that is actually a natural carbon sink. So as all the sheep are grazing, as they're going through the process, they're actually 
having creating a more biodiverse field that the sheep are grazing in and actually takes more carbon in, um, which is what a carbon sink means. Hmm. So that is how, you know, the wool runners get from 9.9 kilograms of CO2 equivalent to zero. And so to tie this all together, I really love Albert's mission statement. So I actually had to do a lot of Googling to figure out what their mission statement was. I didn't see it published on their website. I'm sure it is buried there somewhere. And by a lot of Google searching, I mean like three and a half minutes. I just moved on, but (laughs) multiple Google hits. That's a lot. Yeah, exactly. Multiple (laughs) Google hits had this as Albert's mission, but um, Albert's is on a mission to prove that comfort, good design, and sustainability don't have to be mutually exclusive. I totally love this. And I, I think that Allbirds is one of the first companies to quote unquote get it that, you know, it's not going to be leading with sustainability per se that is going to get people to buy your goods. It's going to get mm-hmm. some percentage of people to, to buy your goods. I think, yeah. you know, let's call it like 20% of folks, but you just have to make a better product that's just happens to be just more mm-hmm. sustainable. I think a great example of that, like Jeff, you and I rabbit hole for 30 minutes talking about Tesla and electric cars. Like Tesla did that with cars. It's like now you can have a, you know, your SUV, Jeff, that <laughs> you can go get groceries in, goes from zero to 60 in like less than six seconds. And that was like unheard of, you know, but like yeah. before it's like a ton of fun to drive all this stuff. And I feel like that's what Allbirds is doing. Like I, I love the design of Allbirds. I think they're super comfortable. I think that they look really nice. And it's, it's almost like a status symbol too of like, especially in like tech where it's like, you see someone with like Allbirds, it's, it's, it fits the, uh, <laughs> it's like the Timbuktu of shoes, you know? Totally. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's a really good way to put it. But the, the last thing I'll say about the, you know, Wool Runners customer experience is um, the unboxing experience is pretty cool. I don't know, Jeff, if you remember like the unboxing of the mm-hmm. cardboard for you, yeah. but it's their actual cardboard box that they come in. It it's actually serves as three things. It serves, it serves as the shoe box, the shopping bag, and the mailer. So it's really interesting how they have that full design. I mean, if you think about when you buy anything, it's crazy how many things that are already boxed up that you put into another box. Containers for containers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like layers on layers on layers. Um, Exhibit would love this, but it's terrible for the environment. And I love that Allbirds has thought through that. But they use 90% post-consumer recycled cardboard um, into into their um, uh, unboxing experience. But it's also like a fun unboxing experience where they have these little like graphics that are printed of like, hey, like this is what you're doing. This is why it's important. Like, welcome to your shoes. And it's just like a nice, like friendly intro to your shoes. And then just to touch quickly on the business model. So we've talked about the widget business model where, you know, you sell something for $110 like these shoes and then you slap a margin on it. Let's call it probably 30%. So you're making $33, mm-hmm. um, you know, per shoe just to um, after all of like your OPEX and all that other jazz. One thing that I think was interesting and I did again, I did another brief three and a half minute survey uh, is because Allbirds is a public benefit corp or a B corporation in some states, they may be legally required to uphold their mission as part of like their actual corporation. I can't confirm that if where the Allbirds is is incorporated, that it's actually that, but that is one thing that is changing with the B Corp is that some states it's mandatory for it to be, to have that legally upheld to the mission, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, thanks for um, going through that. I think one thing that was like really interesting to me is um, you talked about, you know, as part of their mission that they don't think that there should be trade-offs between being sustainable and also all the other benefits that most people are asking for, like comfort and good design. We've talked at nauseum about how other sustainable companies have to like 
get better at the other two aspects uh, and not lead with sustainability. I think we talked about like impossible foods, like, hey, make it taste more like meat so people don't feel like they're compromising. Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit with Arcadia, like make it cheaper and people will happily go more sustainable. And then, you know, we just talked about Tesla a little bit. So I think that's where you kind of have to lead is like most people, unfortunately, while they might care about the environment, they might not care enough to put their dollars against it just yet. Totally. Or at least like, you know, sacrifice things like enjoyment of food or experiences. So they really need to be able to have like to meet parity there. And it needs to be kind of like a no duh sort of scenario, like, hey, like or a why not scenario, like I'm getting equal or better experiences. Why not be sustainable should be like the, the question that people are asking. Totally. And in this case, like Allbirds is doing just that. What I will say for me personally is I've got wider set feet. So Allbirds isn't great for wide feet is the one thing that I've noticed. Um, so I wore a pair of wool runners for a while. And then I started noticing that like the sides started to tear a little bit. Um, mm. and when I asked them if there was, you know, a way for me to like get another pair, they're like, sorry, it's like, you know, out of the warranty or whatever. Um, so that was like for like a, maybe a very personal, um, drawback. <laughs> Jeff to me. felt personally attacked. If anyone yeah. from Allbirds is listening. <laughs> so that, that was like the, the main issue that I had. And I, I've heard like other people with wide feet kind of mention the same thing. You know, it, it's kind of sad because I live near an Allbirds outlet store and I've popped in there like multiple times, like wondering is there a new set of shoes that I could try or like a wider set of shoes that I could try that like maybe won't have this issue, but I'm too afraid to like buy another pair risking that they might, you know, end up like unusable in the future. I will say that like when I was wearing the wool runners, they were really comfortable. So um, I did get some utility out of it, but not long enough for me to feel like I could, you know, wear it for a year or whatever. Uh, totally. so that was kind of a big issue. I know they have like tree based ones, right? Like they're like made out of yep. cork or tree or something like that. So I might try those if they do have like a water set shoe um, and see if those hold up a little bit better. Or I might just wait until kind of the technology catches up and maybe they build like a stronger material. Yeah. So I have, yeah, I've gotten three of the wool runners before and I also have wider feet. So I guess they also start to kind of tear out for me, but it's, it's usually after a year where I'll, I'll get that like kind of tear in from them. Mm -hmm. But now that you're mentioning it, like I, I do like know exactly what you're talking about where it's like the glue seam is kind of coming undone and like, you don't want to wear it as a sneaker. It's just not, not that fresh. Like I do have like their, they also make a waterproof or water mm -hmm. repellent shoe called their Mizzle. Um, and so I have like the high top version of that and that I only wear, like, I don't wear it a ton. I only, I used to wear it in Seattle, like, so I didn't kick around like water in the puddles because yeah. having wool was not ideal. Um, and wet they, weather. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, they also have their, like, I think it's like their running shoes is like their tree missiles or, or their tree flyers is what they call them mm. or tree, and tree dashers. But I, I will definitely give those a try, Jeff, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep you posted on those. But yeah, I think, report back. I think it, like just like looking at them, it seems like they're more like structured to the foot. So I think you might have less of a problem. They also look looks like they come in half sizes as opposed to the wool runners. I don't know if they were coming in half sizes, but this is me just. Quickly, yeah, there used to be a wide version, too. So it, it was just like harder to find some shoes. But I'm sure as they grow, they'll be able to offer more sizes and more variants, um, just like, you know, bigger companies like Nike did as they as they scaled. Let's shift into how the product came to be. So originally, um, one of the co-founders was Tim Brown. He was um, kind of got the idea, I guess, while he was on the New Zealand football team. So they, the two co-founders, I believe, are from New Zealand. Um, he had attended business school before and actually made leather shoes on the side for friends. And he knew how uncomfortable they were. So again, like leading with comfort as kind of like the first tenant, um, you know, designing comfort instead of necessarily sustainability. 
in 2014, they got a research grant uh, to engineer a new sneaker, and they actually launched the idea on Kickstarter and raised $120,000 uh, in a few days. And I think that grant was from New Zealand. So it's actually kind of cool that it was kind of like state-backed uh, and that they you know, got some funding to kind of dive into this a little bit more. After launching, he teamed up, he being Tim Brown, teamed up with a person named Joel Swillinger, who is a biotech engineer and a materials expert. So obviously somebody who really knows what they're talking about. Um, totally. I, I think it, as all of us know, Allbirds is a pretty unique shoe because they are made of wool. And in this case, like, you know, their, their next shoes are made out of like tree, which like really pushed the boundaries of material science, whereas other shoes like didn't exactly do this thing for, for so long because they didn't need to, right? They probably found like the the cheapest cost of rubber or composites or cloth uh, and then were able to make a shoe that looked good, but nobody really cared about the other stuff, which maybe like comfort or, uh, or sustainability. They um, officially launched Allbirds in March of 2016. The name Allbirds itself is a reference to the fact that New Zealand has no, like almost no land animals, hence the name Allbirds. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so, awesome. I had no idea. Yeah. That's cool. So I was kind of interested in the name and I, yeah, it kind of makes sense. I guess there's a lot of migratory birds that fly to and from New Zealand, but not a lot of like native land animals, which is interesting. They raised around $7.3 million in their first year. In 2017, they sued Steve Madden for copying their designs, which usually tells you that you're doing something right. And then <laughs> right. Uh, by 2021, they had retail stores in New Zealand, US, China, uh, and they're now headquartered in, uh, in San Francisco. And recently, they went public at the end of 2021 in November. Got it. It's super fascinating that it was called Alberts because of that. <laughs> like, I have no idea. Names I, I love that new name. I'm sure there's probably like... A good podcast idea out there somewhere about like everyone in their names, their company names, and why they came up with them. <laughs> totally, but yeah, we can talk about who Allbirds is for. I feel like the target segment is like it's very. It feels like very like I think you put it really well. Of it's like Timbuktu, but for shoes, where it's kind yeah. of like a a flashy brand where if you see someone with I don't know, it's so common to like walk into a tech office and like everyone is in I don't know like Lululemon pants and Allbirds. Like, uh, yeah. Allbirds. Like it's just like just what you do as a, as a worker. But I, I feel like, you know, one thing that Allbirds is doing really well is that they make a really good product that's really comfortable. And I think, especially with some of their other trail, like there's trail running shoes that, they, that they're starting to create and their, their workout shoes, they're trying to like prove that their materials are like more durable and they mm -hmm. will hold up as like synthetic shoes. So I think, you know, I love that tenant of just being like, hey, let's just crush it on this specific product and it's just going to be the best that there is. And so it, it kind of like opens it up from just being that like extreme part of the market segment that would be like, let's call it like the 10% or 15% of like people like me that are like super environmentally aware. That's like, this is what we're going to do versus to like the, you know, if you're making just a better product, it's going to be like the 85% of people that like just will, will buy it just because it's, it's better than everything else. Yeah. And then you, you're gonna have like the 10% of people that are be like, I want my shoes to be run on diesel. Like I don't want to <laughs> buy anything. Not to stereotype accents there, but here I am. <laughs> um, but um, it's a huge market that they're selling into. So I think there's a lot of room for growth here. Just in 2020, the global footwear market was estimated to be about $370 billion. And wow. in, in the next five years, by 2027, it's expected to almost double to $530 billion US dollars, which is just lots of money to, to buy shoes. And it kind of like as like Jeff and I teed up in the beginning of the episode, like, people buy a lot of shoes for a lot of different things, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's, it's one of those things where everyone has to buy shoes and wear shoes and you have to replace them after a certain time. So it's like, I think there's a lot of like 
it's an interesting because you have to have that brand value as a shoe company to keep your customers coming back. And then you also have to kind of always be fresh because if you're, if you're not, you might get taken over by, you know, a startup like Allbirds, like mm-hmm. who's going to be the next Allbirds to like, or I know like Reebok came in and Nike was like, like you know, came in as a, as a newcomer. So it's just, right. just fascinating. Yeah. Um, Should we um, start normalizing being barefoot? I think that's like the, <laughs> the true way to solve this uh, this market or this like carbon dioxide problem that like all, of all these shoe producers just normalize being being barefoot. Yeah, the, the barefoot and right, naked. <laughs> the, yeah, the hippies had it right all along. So let's talk about competitors. I think the first one that comes to mind for me is a company called Rothy's. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like you're familiar. So Rothy's is like a women's footwear company that like makes these sustainable shoes but i think out of trees like they, they didn't start with wool if i'm if i remember correctly but like they also have this like sustainable model and people said that they're really comfortable and really great shoes but specifically are, are catered towards women's shoes there's a couple of other companies that i found that i've never really heard of before uh, digging into this episode but tropic feel vessi and Babook are other companies that are making sustainable shoes with alternative materials, if I'm remembering correctly. And then obviously the main competitors here are the, all the other traditional shoe companies like your Nikes, your Reeboks, your Pumas, etc. So um, those are the ones I think that, you know, Alberts has the biggest uphill fight against because they're the ones that have the brand recognition. They are, you know, upcharging for, uh, I guess, like brand and style, and they're not really indexing towards things like sustainability per se. Whereas, uh, whereas Allbirds definitely is. Totally. I, I guess one thing I'll say about like Rathies is I didn't know that they made men's sneakers, but just like looking quickly oh, on their website, interesting. they, they, they yeah. do. Just looking at their detail page for sustainability, it's like it's so much weaker than Allbirds. Like if yeah. you like Allbirds is like super transparent. It's like, you know, I'm looking at this picture of like the shoe and it's like wool runner in 2021. It's like materials is like six kilograms of CO2. Manufacturing is one. Transportation is two kilograms. And then we're going to get to zero by doing all this stuff. And like on Rothy's site for this, like men's like Hudson sneaker, which is a good looking sneaker. Like it's not bad looking. It's just yeah, like, it looks fashionable. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we took 28 bottles to knit the pair, this pair of shoes, you know? And it's like, we're um by the end of 2022, we're going to do this certification for like zero waste. So it's like, it's not as like hard hitting as like, Hey, we're yeah. like carbon neutral for this. But then again, like what does that mean to customers? I think that the carbon neutral means a lot to me because I'm super into it, but maybe not necessarily everyone, but we can talk about our thoughts. I've definitely taken a lot of the the air out of the room on this one, Jeff. So I'm happy to <laughs> keep going <laughs> on my thoughts. I think that this might be one of the highest rated products for me. I think that, they're crushing it as a company. I think that they're crushing it with each product that they release. And I love that two things outside of like, just like their overall strategy is how transparent they are. Like you don't find that level of transparency with many companies. Like not Mm -hmm. many companies like are going to tell you, Hey, this is exactly what it cost us to do manufacturing, or this is exactly the environmental footprint of our use phase, or this is exactly blah, 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 blah. And Allbirds like isn't afraid to, to share that with customers and bring us along for the journey and t- to help us educate. And then the second thing is just building a better product. I think that's just so yeah. key is like, you know, it all comes down to dollars and cents. And like, if you make a product that costs the same, but it's more sustainable and just better, it's like, even if it wasn't more sustainable, you, customers would still buy it. So I am going to call our Allbirds uh, a 4.8. I think oh, that wow. might be one of the highest yet. Yeah. It's like all the, all the sneakers that I want to buy are, are going to be all birds. Um, 
I think that's like my, my tenet. I have like a few brands that that's what I stick with and that's what I, I want to go with. But yeah, I just, I love what they're doing and I hope that they keep, keep on crushing it. And the, and the last, last thing I'll say is I also think from a, a marketing and an education standpoint, this like leads in with transparency is I think Allbirds is probably like the leader among all categories, be it like car manufacturing or name your industry. I think Allbirds is doing sustainable marketing right. I think if you look at their, you know, splash pages, all of like their information and they bring you along the process, it's just like really, really simple. I even think that's one of their design tenets as well. It's just like <laughs> simplicity is is key to it. But yeah, 4.8 for me, I think what gets it, keeps it from being a five-star is just, I feel like, I don't know what I would need to, I actually don't know what a five-star product would be at this point. So maybe I'm backing myself into a corner. <laughs> just leaving but, some wiggle room. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, 4.8 for me. Yeah. For me, I think that I hear you on all those things. So sustainable forward, um, really clean messaging. They definitely are mission aligned. Like they put their money where their mouth is. I like that they even down to the, the packaging talk about how important it is for them to not waste on what is a shopping bag versus the shoe container versus the, you know, the shipping container. Like I, I like that they mentioned all those things and that they, you know, they are not sacrificing on other things to like in the vein of sustainability, which some of these other companies are, they're asking you to basically make a trade-off uh, most of the time. Whereas, uh, you know, Allbirds saying, no, we're not going to compromise. We want to make a comfortable shoe that's designed well at the end of the day is also sustainable or in this, uh, in this case, carbon neutral. So I love all those things. It seems like they check all those boxes. For me personally, uh, because I can't find a shoe that, that fits me as someone who, or at least like, you know, it seems like I can't wear that shoe for much super, super long. That's the biggest frustration for me. I'm sure that they'll catch up at some point and address this issue. But for now, I'm going to give it kind of a slightly lower score of like a 4.2. In the realm of like sustainable shoes, I think Albert is definitely the leader. I am curious at trying out like these Rothy's men's shoes maybe in the future as well. Um, but for now, I think I'm going to give it like a like a high, a pretty high score of like a 4.2. Love it. And then Jeff, what would be the one shoe product that if it was sustainable, like, yeah, what would be like the, if Allbirds was to come out with something next, what would you want it to be? If Allbirds were to come out with something next. So like, I think that I really like the comfort aspect of Allbirds. To me, that was like the biggest pitch yeah. to me. But my biggest concern was also the same as yours, which is like, if it rains outside, I can't wear Allbirds. Or if it's like muddy, I don't want to wear Allbirds because it's like wearing socks sometimes, you know, <laughs> that's why you can't wear socks. Like you don't, you know, because you're there's they're a lot more breathable but you don't want to get mud in your socks or water in your socks and that's what it feels like when you wear albert so I, I think something that's a bit more weatherproof would be really good in my opinion something that can wear in all terrain all weather uh, that can wear year-round is something that'd be more interested in i wonder if they're like tree toppers or whatever they call them are gonna be that thing um and they're a little bit more weather resistant but yeah and until they can kind of like give me that comfort but also the durability that would be like you know multiple plus points for me yeah, I'm gonna sell a little bit for Allbirds. You should try out their their weather resistant wool runners. It's called the wool runner missiles. Mm. But then you're gonna have the same like wide body, like yeah, or wide probably. foot body mm. like, issues. My one complaint with the the missiles that I have, whatever coating or process that they put into it, just makes the shoe really hot and not breathable. So I actually like mm. you know kind of get super uncomfortable like if I'm in an office like 
when I used to wear them in Seattle, I would have to like be the per- coworker that took off my shoes. Took them off. Just, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, God, I hate that on this person, but that's my one complaint for for those. So that is why I take off a point, two points now that I talk out loud. Um, but awesome. <laughs> this is a ton of fun, Jeff. Um, those are our thoughts on Allbirds. And so, you know, we absolutely love hearing from you, our audience. So please continue to engage with us. You know, we love hearing people on Instagram, on Twitter. You can find us both at those places at Products Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah, and if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.